This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Dramatic pause. A dramatic pause says something without saying anything at all. Dramatic pause is a go-to for podcasters, presidents, and radio voiceovers. It makes you look really smart, even if you're not. Feet deserve a go-to like that. Like Hey Do Choose. Light, comfy, good to go to. Welcome to Cottage Talk Full-Time. I'm Russ Goldman, and joining me right now is Emilio Danello and Joe Tyvey, who are both at Craven Cottage for the return of Fulham to the Premier League as they faced Crystal Palace today. Fulham, unfortunately, lost this match 2-0, and we are going to share our initial reactions to the result. Before we go on any further, I want to bring on my co-host back to the show for our first full-time show of the new season. Joe, Emilio. Good to have you back. Hi, Russ. Nice to see you. Yeah, hi, Russ. Uh, Good to be back. (laughs) It's interesting, you know, coming back. It's barely been this one of its closest, closest, smallest close seasons we've ever had. You know, literally the only thing yesterday we were at Wembley, and today, unfortunately, (laughs) the harsh reality of being back in the Premier League. Yes, and that's going to go to my initial reaction, and then I'll get your initial reaction. You guys are both there. The best way I can put this is welcome back to the Premier League Fulham because Mm -hmm. they got beaten by a better team on the day, they were well-organized, and they punished Fulham twice, and they deserved all three points. That's just my initial reaction. Emilio, to you. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, I think the first 30 minutes, very encouraging. We were lively, we were exciting, we had Completely a great movement. We were excellent, but one thing that was lacking was a goal. And then yes. suddenly, Roy Hodgson sort of, you know, as we were starting to be stretched, we started to tire a little bit in the end of the first half. He did what he does best. They started to raise their game. They started running at us. We started making mistakes. We weren't as the movement wasn't as fluent as it was in the first thirty minutes. And you, know, you could argue a sucker punch goal just before half time. And the second half we up at pretty much zero. There's a few moments here and there, but the reality is, you know, we were lost to a better team, a more established Premier League team, um, and deserved to get nothing out of it. 
you know, some very encouraging signs, but yes. best team won. And on another day, it could have been more. It could have been more of a humiliating defeat. So that's, that's my big concern. It was only 2-0 rather than just 2-0. It could have been more. I totally agree with you. Yeah. Joe, over to you. Your initial reaction to the 2-0 loss. Uh, yeah, it, it was, um, again, the first 30 minutes, very encouraging. Um, but I think it felt like Crystal Palace were there sort of saying, is that the best you've got? Um, uh, you know, like a boxer. And, yes. um, <laughs> and so sort of they, um, they soaked that up. That's a good and, analogy. And grew, yeah, grew, mm-hmm. grew into the game um, and uh, got, got that uh, gold at the end of the first half. And um, second half, um, I, I was disappointed with the way we came out. I thought, you know, sometimes teams come out um, refocused. We we just thought mm. disjointed second half. Didn't really get going. Um, and um, Crystal Palace exploited that. Um, yes. Could have, could and should have scored more goals on the break. Mm. And uh, they saw the game out very professionally. Um, game management. They're, they're an established Premiership side. We're not. That was different. Very comfortable in the end, wasn't it? And I think. Well, we were saying, you know, you know, towards the end of the game, it it felt like an FA Cup third round tie. We're top six of the championship with a home tie against an established Premier League team, with an opportunity to win and progress to the fourth round of the FA Cup. That's what it felt like to me. Okay. So the fact that we, you know, we we put it, you know, 30 minutes, we gave it our all. We were dominated. We looked exciting, lively, but we didn't score. And then the better team then starts to, you know, to step up a couple of gears. They look more comfortable, more fluent, like Joe said. You know, they were professional for, for, for 60, 65 minutes and came out with a comfortable 2-0 win in the end. That's what it felt like. It felt like championship, top championship team playing an established Premier League team. And that's what it felt Let like. me ask you guys both this, because when I talk to the writer who covers Crystal Palace for London and, and also to Chris Windsor, we were basically, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, talking about how Crystal Palace like to play somewhere to how, I guess you could say, Fulham played under Roy at, at times, being a disciplined team. They showed that discipline. But is it too simplistic to say, Joe, I'll go to you first. I want your reaction to what I'm about to say. This team knows how to play discipline, and they just capitalize on your mistakes. And at times, like you said, they're like a, a boxer just waiting for you to make a mistake. Is that a good way to look at this? I think so, Russ, yeah. Um I mean, it was it was a, a Roy Hodgson type team. Every everyone knew where they had to be. Very disciplined, um, and you know when they saw that uh, we'd run out of ideas, they they sort of punished us because they've got yes. that extra thing that Fulham Roy Hodgson sides didn't have, which is Wilfred Zaha and pace yeah. uh, to counter attack. So it was very quite dangerous football, really. Yeah, yes. very very dangerous. So yeah, um, I agree. Um, it, you know, they just it, 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 they were set up in a in a in a Roy Hodgson kind of way. Right. They have that That's extra felt. thing that they have, which is uh, counter attacking and speed on that counter attacking. Okay, excellent. How about you, Emilio? Yeah, I think very much what Joe said. I think you know they were more clinical. Yes, you know, on paper it may look like you know, two the second goal was definitely. Uh, screw up on, with our keeper. First goal, the other side of the pitch, we couldn't necessarily see it so well. But, uh, but ultimately, they could they could have scored more. You know, our chances yeah. were long range shots. You know, some opportunities that Mitrovic maybe could have done better. Maybe we saw what Newcastle saw him in the Premier League: good strength, good hold up play, but not quite being clinical enough in front of goal or taking those one or two opportunities that you get. You may only get one chance at this level, and you've got to take it. 
Unfortunately, okay. we didn't. Well, whilst dominating 67% possession first half, we were a goal down. That says that tells you that you know it's well wake up Fulham. It's first game in the Premier League. And we're not going to overreact. We're not going to get too despondent. There's a lot of encouraging signs as well. But there are. At the end of the day, we we still lost. Yes. Yet we did play well at times. I thought we did play well, and I think there are encouraging signs, Emilio. But let me just ask you guys both this. Again, this is just your reaction. And what I'm about to say, I, I mentioned to you off air before we started, Emilio, that Tony Kale did the commentary for television for this match. And he was very critical of Febri on both goals. In fact, he just went on and on about the first one. He said that, he, again, that uh, he went low when Schlupp went high, wasn't hugging the post close enough and just let that little area open for him to get that in. But it was a wonderful goal. Let's give him credit on that. Yeah. This The second one, again, I want to give a lot of credit to the uh, fullback for Crystal Palace who set the whole situation up. But Zaha, mm-hmm. yeah, again, this these are the words of Tony Gale. He basically said that Fabri made it easy for him by, the, by what he did leading up to that and just made it an easier goal than it probably needed to be mm. for Zaha. I, I want both of your thoughts on the goalkeeper because one of my thoughts on this is that Hennessy was very good. Fabri made some nice saves, but again, I do agree with Tony Gale. I, th- I think those two goals, I think he is along with the defense. You know, decision-making. So the first goal, yeah. you know, Doe can say something in a moment, but, you know, I, from where we sat, it was difficult to be overly critical from him. We haven't seen the replay. Neither have seen the replay. Uh, sure. that's, the benefit, you know, that's the luxury of doing these quick-fire reflections. <laughs> so the first thing I could see is Chambers was turned too easily. Yep. Now, obviously, that then resulted in a shot on target. Whether keeper was not in the right position or went low when the ball went high, that's, that's sort of something I need to look on on, on, on the replay. But to me, if Chambers was been tight and didn't give him the space, then we wouldn't have, there wouldn't have been a shot on target there. So that's okay. my first observation from where we sat on the other side of the pitch. And second goal was just, well, there's a Claudio Bravo howler, basically. It just reminded of Manchester City's days. You know, literally, this guy's made some good saves. You know, Palace had some long-range shots that he saved well. There was one shot in the second half that he knew very little about. It just came off his chest. You know, anywhere outside, you know, to the left and to the right, that would have been 2-0. I didn't say there was another chance from one there from long distance that Palace had. So the fact that he came out... It just reminds me of just the way Man City played two or three years ago. Just unnecessary. I thought we had okay. sufficient defensive cover, and your brain cells would just was in another was in another planet. Basically, you should have done that. And but at that time, Palace were going to score a second. It was inevitable. The second goal was coming. The fact that we gave it. Oh, I felt it. Yeah. But it could have been three or four nil on another day. So that's, that's totally agree. That's, that's worrying. That goal was coming. How about you, Joe? Uh, yeah, as Emilio said, uh, the first first goal, it was just the, the other side of the pitch, and it was um, it was just too quick. It was in a flash, so I can't really comment until I see a replay. Second okay. goal, right in front of us. Yes, uh, as Emilio said, he committed himself, um, and he 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 lost the battle. Um, there was a situation five minutes before that where he was he came out rushing out of his area, mm, and he was true. very lucky with a rebound. Yeah, that could have been two 0 yep. anyway, um, and and um, so he needs he needs to curb that. He really does because he, you know, he wasn't close enough to it. Uh, he didn't he didn't get a touch, and um, um, Zaha slipped the ball under under two 0 Good night. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, uh, Fabry I believe has been brought in because he's a better distributor of the ball. Uh, um, 
And um, I agree with his, you. his save, yeah, his saves were routine. There was a good save at the end when it was all over. Yes, um, that was a very good save. A uh, little fingertip save. Um, other stuff he did okay, but um, certainly the second goal, yeah, it was down to him. Just reminds me of Claudio Bravo. He does a spectacular and the unspectacular in the same game. Exactly the same way he did for Man City. <laughs> really going on that, yeah, I, I, I understand that. All right, to finish this up, because, again, we're talking about the result. Obviously, they lost 2-0. We're getting our initial reaction. But I think there are some encouraging signs, like you said, the first 30 minutes. I'll even say the first half, even though they obviously gave up the goal, you could see things. And I think there are player performances that are encouraging moving forward. I actually mm-hmm. liked what I saw from Joe Bryan before he got hurt, got injured, and had to go off. And Terry looked very good. So there are encouraging signs. So, Emilio, I want to go to you. What encouraged you about this? It's a bad result. They deserve to lose, but you've already said you are encouraged by this. Absolutely. I think that's a bit, look, reflecting on that first 30 minutes in particular, I think the other 60 odd minutes, I think Fulham was second best throughout. Um, Derry was cut, you know, cut above everybody else. He was way head and shoulders above the rest of the Fulham players. He was man of the match. And, you know, to, you know that's probably one of the most memorable debuts from a Fulham player for many, many seasons. You know, somebody asked us when's the last time a, a debutant played that well. Yeah. Uh, good question. Uh, so I think he was quite high quality above anybody else. His movement just reminds you of Kante for Chelsea. He's always looking to break up play, looking to go forward, lovely distribution. And to be honest, and you know, the first 30 minutes, I felt that him, Sherla, Tom Kearney, that little triangle worked amazingly. Sherla making all these darting runs, beautiful one touches, lovely passing to Mitrovic, Mitrovic holding the ball. That's when we were most effective. As soon as Sherla, I, in my opinion, Stopped off the ball, you know, last 15 minutes of the first half. That's when Palace started getting on top. There was no, there's no other movement. Seri was trying to make something happen. There was nobody else sort of venturing forward and trying to make those 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 darting runs. That that was the key moment, you know, the turning point of the game. As soon as Sherlock dropped his pace and dropped his guards, we were a different team. You saw that right. triangle of Kearney, Seri, and Sherlock. Sure. That movement. We were we were we were lethal, but we lacked that that final cutting edge in front of goal. Okay. What what did you think of Joe Bryan? I know, again, he just got to us. I thought he did a decent job, and that's why I just wanted to mention him because I was encouraged by what I saw. Not that he played fantastic, just I was encouraged by what I saw. Yeah, he's the ball. You know, there'll be, there was some, some solid, unspectacular defending. There were other times when he did very much championship defending, kicked the ball far, not to a full-on play. So, you know, he's, 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 got, he's got a lot to learn. So he's, he's someone for the future, whether he's, he's got the capacity and the capability to play week in, week out. Didn't necessarily see that today. So I think okay. it's, you know, reasonable start, you know, but not. But it felt like a, a championship player being promoted into a Premier League team. That's what it felt like to me. Okay. How about you, George? Do you agree with uh, Emilio on that? Maybe I'm looking too much into this by what I saw. You guys were there. So do you think Joe Bryan looks like I, a championship yeah, player stepping I, up? Um, I think he looked, he looked solid enough. And um, I agree with Emilio. He looked. Uh, defensively looked okay. He didn't go, uh, didn't get forward much, um, although he, there was one shot he had that was blocked. And, um, you know, we were talking about his uh, one goal against Manchester United, that he is capable <laughs> of that. Yeah. Right. Um, but he was, he was solid. I'd have given him a solid six yeah. out of ten. Um, he, unfortunately, he did get injured towards the end. Um, hopefully, it's not too bad. Um, so, okay. He didn't, um, you know, nothing special, but he didn't do anything terribly wrong either. Mm. Um Again, Joe, uh, Matt Target or Joe Bryan there. If we look at them head to head, you know, so it's uh, 
Yeah, interesting. So again, he's got a lot. You know, same thing. He's picked up an injury. It's not long term, but um, right. you know, I saw I saw some other encouraging signs. Chambers at times looked quite 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 organised and controlled in defence. Oh, yeah. I agree. He got turned too easy for the goal. Le Marchand, you know, was was reasonable. You know, yeah. you know, did fairly solid. McDonald's polished up. I think that was important. We both saw Kearney McDonald able to play in this level, as did Sessegnon. Sessegnon had his best game. His touch was sometimes let him down. Last season, you know, the back court, back post, he'd go there snatching goals here and there. Today, there were three great balls from Christie. Nobody there to poach them. So again, different level, different pace, different quality, different different defending. Yeah, so it's you could get away with those type of opportunities in the Championship. The Premier League is a different beast, and uh, we saw that today. What we would have done last season, we weren't able to convert today. So let's go back to the drawing boards. There's lots of positives to take, but some reflection as well. Some you know, and being realistic and grounded is probably my is my point. This is the well, first game, and right. we've still got development to go. We do, Emilio, and many of these players really don't know each other yet, and they're only going to get better. That's kind of the encouraging part I came out of this. You guys analyzed real well your initial reactions to all that was going on here, but I'm still encouraged by what I watched. I I can only see this team getting better. If I'm being honest, I think I really wish we would have played Tottenham Hotspur to start off because this is a match that I'm being honest. I would rather them start there. Then play, yeah. play Crystal Palace play. because we yeah. know what's going to happen next week. And exactly, best to play, best to play well and lose against a team that you will lose whether you win or yep. whether you play good or bad, rather than play, losing against a team that I see being there or thereabouts around us. And we've lost three points against one of our rivals. That yes, that okay. that might be critical and crucial at the end of the season. Okay, excellent. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Cottage Talk Full Time for my co-host. Mel Danello and Joe Tavi. I'm Russ Coleman. Thank you as always for listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.